Hi there, my name is Dean Wixon. I'm a 29-year-old football coach from the UK. I currently live and work in Melbourne, Australia. I've started the Sport, Mental Health and It's All COVID-19's Fault podcast to address the links between mental health and sport. As an active team sport player, coach and viewer, I, like many others, have felt the impacts of COVID-19 on sport. With a constant struggle with depression, being deprived of sport has proved to be another obstacle in life. Due to the ongoing situation with COVID-19, I decided it would be a great opportunity to sit down and hear from a wide range of athletes across different levels of competition about their experiences of sport, mental health and COVID-19. Hi guys and welcome to the first instalment of Sport, Mental Health and It's All COVID-19's Fault. My name's Dean Wixon and I'll be your host. Um, I'm joined here today by Jamila Holt. Jamila, good to see you. Good to be here. In my house. In your your garden actually, the garden's lovely, it's nice and warm. Yeah. Might get some background noise from the uh, two people doing a PT over there. Yeah. Bit of their jazzy music. But um, yeah, so why we're here today, like... Uh, obviously, with COVID nineteen, all sport was shut down, and I'm feeling very uh, lost, to be honest. Without without any sport, and I'm sure I'm not the only person in the world feeling that way. Um, for a period, there was only the A League, the only soccer league in the world, which is just like watching paint dry. So that that's how bad the place <laughs> has become at the moment, you know. Um, just a, a little bit about me for guys, the guys listening um, and girls listening. Um, I'm 29, I'm a, I'm a soccer coach over in Australia, coaching in women's soccer. Um, sport and mental health is obviously a, it's a massive thing for me in my life and being into sport since I was six, seven years old, uh, like most people. And um, obviously mental health, I'm quite happy to say I suffer with depression and, and have done for quite a few years. And, and obviously sport is a, a great asset to, to helping with that. Um, and I'm guessing, by the way, you're, you guys are listening. That's something that, that obviously means a bit to you too. What we're doing here, we want to raise awareness. We want to try and work out how people associate sport and mental health and how we can really move forward in, in that area. I mean, recently it's it's become a big thing as professional players are starting to come out and and really detach the stigma from of mental health from sport. So Jamila, like um, obviously it's a big thing, and a lot of people have come out, and a lot of sports stars, particularly, have come out and said that sort of trying to break the stigma around sport. Can you can you think of anything putting you on the spot? Any that you can think of at the moment? Yeah, so um, I just recently actually found out that um, my coach suffers from depression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should point out there that. Uh, I am Jamila's soccer coach at the moment, <laughs> so um, yeah, you just recently found out. How do you feel about that, someone of such high profile coming out? and oh, Look, as someone who, um, myself and a lot of other um, players at the club look up to, it's a bit of a shock. No, nah, not really. To be perfectly honest, it's not a huge shock because there are so many people who um, suffer from some sort of mental health issue or mental um, illness but um, I think the thing that's 
going to be really important is being open, um, talking about it, like you said, removing the stigma, kind of yeah. normalising it, and um, having that sort of um, role modelling so that um, people, not just at the club, so whether it's throughout um, Australian soccer or globally or any sport really to know that it's okay to um, be suffering from these sorts of mental health issues and yeah, that there's sure. always someone to listen as well. For sure, like it's not something that you have to be shy about coming forward with anymore. What kind of tea do soccer players drink? Foot tea. Nope. Penalty. <laughs> that is shocking. So yeah, like obviously when you're playing sport and, and millions of people across the globe do play sport and and I think it's a great tool for, for helping with your mental health because you're always facing ups and downs. I mean, in my coaching career there's probably been more more downs at the moment. With, with what's going on at the moment, we're in a pretty low period. We're trying to keep like our self-confidence and self-esteem and, and really enjoy the game when we're not we're not legally really allowed to play it um, because it's been called off here in Victoria, obviously. Um, do, I find that sometimes in my life, the, the ups and downs of my sporting life and career can sometimes be mirrored by my personal life. Yeah, um, or I think even things that are happening in your personal life can also impact on from a player's perspective anyway yeah, performance sure. um, whether that's in a game training or whatever it may be so um, yeah there's definitely that close yeah I mean I, I have to be careful I have to be careful with training if I've had a really bad like shitty day and I come to training there's time I could tear strips off players at times just to, to release frustration, but you have to really try not to do that, and, and sometimes it can be quite difficult as a as a as someone who suffers with depression. It's it's quite hard to sometimes put that to the side. Yeah. Um. When 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 you really in your head you really don't want to, but but sport being that release yeah. and a different um a different environment, it can, it can be very much a saving grace for you. Um. Obviously, you you've come back to playing soccer. Um, I don't know if you wanted to, because obviously the reason we got you on, I wanted to get you on as the first person here. Is you have experience and, and you've been playing soccer, AFL, futsal, like you you've been around a little bit and um, played some sports. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, have you have you found it hard or, or what's happened? Um. Just, I guess, to begin with my sporting background. So, yep. um, I started playing soccer from about five or six years old. Uh, and started playing futsal at, at around 10. And um, most recently, uh, like you said, I've come back to soccer from footy. So, um, I, I guess the last three or four... I think four years of my sporting life were playing footy and now I've come back to soccer. So um, I've played at a variety of, of levels. I would just sort of say in terms of like a mental health perspective, um, 
the extra pressure can make it harder, but then um, that can also be complemented or counteracted with um, the right support systems and the right structure, I guess, within your life as well. Yeah, so obviously with that, that's a massive part of controlling or, or being aware of our mental health in the sport is the, is the support system that can be put across and, and that's not just counsellors being available and things like that it's, it's, it, it culminates in everything around you I guess yeah so um, just an, as an example through footy um, the couple of clubs that I've played um, with in Victoria here both provided um, a support staff dedicated to players um, I'd say well-being and mental health so yep. they they carry the title of chaplain but there was no sort of underlying religious um, yeah. yeah affiliation I've or worked, anything at, I've like worked that. at clubs with the same system and it's, yeah. it's fantastic yeah so that that's one thing um, that I've definitely lent on at times um, within my sporting life as well but even outside of sort of um, official structures and official roles uh, to provide that support, you also have your teammates and coaches and other um, support staff potentially around you as well. That can be a real help with, um, you know, just having the ability Different to things. talk and, yeah, get stuff off your chest like, or whatever it may be. Because I, w- I would imagine that the sort of things as an athlete you would speak to your teammates about and a chaplain for example and your coach would be they're different issues like you wouldn't go to the same person with every issue pre- no. I would assume no not at all so in my mind um, for example if you were injured and you were currently not able to play or train um, that might be an issue that you'd speak more openly about with your physio or trainer um, for example whereas if you're experiencing something that's um, completely outside of sport that's uh, whether it's work or other personal life type things that are having an impact um, you might prefer to talk to the chaplain or counsellor whoever that may be and then if it's just like yeah other annoying stuff yeah it's not so serious maybe teammates or yeah as a coach you hear a lot of um people a lot of gripes and, and and things like that but it seems to me that from my experience coaching is teammates and and uh, family are the main support system that players use yeah for for the more personal private issues which is completely understandable but you do need to have that that even as a coach I need to have that sy- system around me where you have that support mechanism of, of in my case it would be my wife yeah. she tells me when I'm being an idiot tells me when I've got <laughs> a fair case so it's, um, it's always good to have that to keep you grounded I guess Which Aussie swimming icon has been open on his battles with mental health? Ian Thorpe um, You've mentioned about the VFL Footy Club's putting in a chaplain in place, um, which is which is a great mechanism. Was there? Did you find anything? Did the clubs themselves, in the way they structured the sessions, 
take into account the mental health and that sort of team bonding is what strip springs to mind? Uh, yeah, so at the most recent club that I played at, I would say that there was um, a pretty strong emphasis on um, enjoying the experience of playing VFL footy and um, really enjoying it with the people around you as well. So everyone was sort of in it together. It was, a, like you said, a highly competitive environment. Yep. And there was, I would say, definitely a fair share of different um, team bonding slash um, little um, activities that would would happen around Stu- the place. Stupid little games. That's what I do. Silly little games that get girls laughing and talking. Yeah. And they, yeah. they mean a lot. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but just touching on a couple of other things that I think um, ha- do have quite a strong impact on mental health, especially from a sporting context, would be uh, diet and a few other tools such as meditation or yoga, some sort of mindfulness practice. Yeah, did the, did the clubs that you were at in the VFL particularly, did they provide that for you? Yeah, definitely, uh, particularly the most recent club I played at. Um, we had access to um, dietitians to help us put together a meal plan and that sort of thing, and also, um, yeah, other people around the club to help with kind of mindfulness as well. Yeah, perfect. Like, obviously, certain clubs have the financial... Uh, capability of doing that. I mean, yeah, you might just have to hire a clown or something. Yeah, we just have to hire hire a court jester just to laugh, make us laugh. Maybe that would would work. But I guess meditation and stuff is is something that a lot of sports people could take on themselves. Um, to to learn, there's plenty of resources and tools out there now for media. Uh, what do you call it? Um, mindfulness and and things like this that. My wife keeps telling me to do when I get too angry. You probably Lisa, should. Yeah, I probably, probably should listen there. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it, it looks like the the VFL setups were very good in in providing for the mental health side of the game. It seems like it was quite prevalent for them to to really focus on. Yeah, agreed. I think they did it really well. So Jamila, obviously we're, we're looking at the ups and downs of, of life and sport and, and how they go. Um, obviously you've come back to playing soccer from because of an injury you sustained in a, in a road accident, I believe. Yep, that's it. <laughs> that's um, it. This is, this is when it starts to get serious. So don't expect any humour. Don't uh, expect any, kidding. mate. you got to make it funny. Otherwise it's... Fell off a push bike, mate. Like, fu- Me or you? You. <laughs> Fell, fell off a push bike, he reckons. Yeah. Um, close. Yeah, <laughs> not I know. Not quite. Um, yeah, so I've. Did you get hit off by him? In that car there? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, it's almost coming up to a year, actually, to when I um, was in a. Um, traffic collision so basically um, going home one night from footy training I um, t-boned a panel van they've they pulled out 
to do a U-turn directly in front of me and I couldn't brake hard enough, so... On a motorbike, yeah? On you, a motorbike. You were on a motorbike, yeah. Correct, yeah. correct. There's yeah. only one winner in that. That's, uh, I think that's... that's a key, key... Um, <laughs> that's a key piece point. Of information. <laughs> I've, I've told this story so many times, so it's like, I'm, I'm giving the short version. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was on the motorbike and um, I T-boned a panel van and um, it was a hit and run, which was also pretty nasty, um, sort of knowing that someone had left the scene, not knowing what sort of state I was in and even if I survived or not. So yeah, it was um, it, it was also at, like, it was a 17k road, so... Far out, yeah. Yeah, not the greatest experience and not one that I ever want to have again or would want anyone to have. Um, but yeah, all things considered, um, I only came out with a broken wrist um, so. Which is pretty... If you're going to go into an accident, that's, that's pretty good to yeah. come out in hindsight. I mean, I didn't turn out as a vegetable. I've yes. still got yeah. all my arms and legs, so it's definitely exactly. positive. <laughs> you can still do some stuff. Yeah. You know, you're all right. Yeah. A year down the line, you're not not looking too bad. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so the extent of the injury, um, I had to have surgery, and um, I had to basically give up footy for a while. So. Um, yeah, more or less didn't play any sport whatsoever um, last year. So how, how did you find that forced absence from sport? Like obviously we're, we're saying about how, what, what mindset were you in before when you were playing sport and you were, you were doing well at the VFL team? Then obviously that forced absence, did you see a, a difference in your, your uh, mentality then? Yeah, so I guess one of the things that sort of sticks in my mind as well, especially like from an outsider looking in, it's like, oh, you know, you were pretty lucky you only broke your wrist, but it did actually have a vast sort of change in terms of the course of my life and what I was doing at the time versus what I was then, how I was having to lead my life after the accident. So, um... For the average person, it might just seem like, you know, a fortunate. Whatever. The yeah. physical side of it was... Yeah, fortunate. And I don't, fortunate. I don't discount that or completely disagree with it, but the fact is that it did change my life quite substantially. So, um, just coming back to your question, going from, you know, playing VFL level footy, um, basically like almost in a professional environment you know training almost almost every day of the week um very sort of high level um commitment um to basically not doing anything was a huge huge change and not just not doing anything but not being able to do anything and then you know some of the things that you don't really think about in terms of using your wrist and whatnot is going all the way down to the personal level and like the daily hygiene for example um when you're in a cast you can't it's hard to wipe your ass isn't it well you're in a wrist cast it's yeah it's the wrong arm it's hard like we've been there yeah but (laughs) 
yeah, and like showering and that sort of thing, you need assistance for. So it can be quite, um, quite confronting and um, mentally very challenging at times. So, um, yeah, I guess um, to so sort of. Do you feel? Do you feel that once the injuries are dried up and okay, you had to change to come to you obviously couldn't play footy anymore. Yeah. Um, because of the injuries you've obviously in a way very fortunate that you have that background and ability in soccer or football as I call it um, to be able to as I call it uh, football <laughs> it's football um, you had that ability to be able to step back in and, and play a game that, that with these injuries you could still play and play to a good standard um, did you find that there was an upturn in your, your sort of mindset once you were able to step back onto a sports pitch yeah, so um, almost uh, the, I guess one of the most important things for me about coming back to soccer is to come back to a team sport and regain that kind of normality in my life. Because like I said earlier, I started playing um, soccer when I was about five. So pretty much my whole conscious life I've played a team sport yep. or more than one team sport at any given time of, of my life. So really last year was the first time that I had gone without and it was it did have a massive, massive impact um, on my life. And um, I mean, it still does to an extent, but again, having soccer, like you said, to come back yeah. to and um, to have that kind of ability to play in team sport is there a plane? As a helicopter or a plane or whatever. As there's a, apparently a World War Two plane going overhead. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's also like a wasp, so if I scream, that's why. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so having that um, team sport to come back to and get that aspect of my life back as well. Um, the, so, the social side is huge. Social Obviously, side you, is a big one. You're going for 20 years, roughly, of of being in a sport from five to to the accident, and then obviously you're kind of isolated by proxy because you can't go and play those sports. Like the social side of it is, I think, even at the high levels of foot, of sport, the social is massive. The social side of it is is yeah. huge, and and that can be a big factor in your mental health I think yeah no I definitely did not have the greatest time um last year once um you know it was obvious that I wasn't going to be able to play anymore that I wasn't able to play footy anymore so it was a it was a very hard few months um but like you said having that social side to come back to with soccer and this bloody plane. This plane's just flying overhead. It's still going, eh? Still going. I mean, uh, we can hear it, but we can't really see yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Far <laughs> out. Hopefully, he's gone now. But yeah, like it, 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 uh, it sounds like it was a life-changing event. But obviously, strong mental, like your mental strength is obviously pretty pretty resilient to get through that and, and come out the other end and, and now you're playing at a good standard of football and um, and looking to push on which is which is fantastic yeah thanks no it's um, 
been good to come back to team sport, that's for sure. Right, Jamila, so at the end of this, at the end of all these podcasts, we're going to do a little game of Would You Rather. So I'm sure. just going to give you two things. You just tell me which one screams to you the best, all right? Okay, I feel like Ready? I need a, like a warm-up or something, but... You, we'll, we'll give you a we'll give you a practice. All right, let's see. All right, ready. Practice one. Shoot or pass. Shoot all day long. You do it all the time. I do. It's ridiculous. <laughs> all right. Hey, but sometimes I get goals, so that's some. Right. Sometimes you get goals. <laughs> sometimes. Other times, I have a heart attack. So, <laughs> just got five of them ready. Oh, cat. Cat. Okay, good dog. I know, but my best, pa- my, bleh, my best pet I ever had was a cat. She was called Jessie, and I loved her very much. Alright, next Ready? one. Let's go. <laughs> Corona or Fosters? Corona, I don't even know what Fosters yeah. is. Don't know what Fosters is. <laughs> the most Australian beer in the world, mate. Ready? Oh my god. <laughs> COVID or flu? Flu. Soccer footy. Footy. <laughs> oh. oh, anyone from Casey Common Soccer Club is now looking at you like you're mad. Oh, but come on, let's let's be real. Would you rather watch a game of AFL or A League? Yeah, but A League would be. Oh, a League is question. not the epitome of football. Is answer it? the question. In that scenario, AFL. There we go. But there yeah, go. that's not a win. Depression or anxiety? Anxiety. Anxiety, you bitch. <laughs> You bitch. Why? Anxiety just makes you shake. Depression, you get to go to sleep all the time. It's great. Yeah. It's great fun. I've, yeah, okay. <laughs> I've had more to do with anxiety than depression, <laughs> so whatever. Depressions. You see, they're both great. I'm more, more of a warrior about the future rather than a... Um, Dwell on the past. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. This is a big one for you, Vic or South Australia. Oh my god, there are just. This is impossible to answer. I'd say Victoria because I live here. Fair enough. Well, good. Well, I think, think we can uh, say we know you a little bit better now that you Firstly, weirdly like cats. I want to go back to the Corona versus Fosters. So I fucking had no idea what you were talking about. I thought you were talking about diseases. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, what's the Fosters disease? <laughs> um, but I also don't drink beer, so that's just a shitty question to ask that's me a anyway. That's a great question. Don't blame the questions, it was you. Well, Dean, thanks for the chat and the chocolate chip cookies. But you better get out of my house before we get locked down. <laughs> yeah, Joanna, thank you very much. I'll, uh, I'll get myself out. Cheers. And see you next time. That was an incredibly insightful interview with Jamila Holt. Thanks to her for coming along and sharing her story with me. Join me again next week for more conversation about sport, mental health and why it's all COVID-19's fault. Please don't forget to find us on Facebook and hit subscribe. Also, I feel like somewhere in this we need to put in a disclaimer that we are 1.5 metres or more away and outside.